Hello and welcome to this podcast, Yes, I Have a Voice. My name is Ruth Lewis-Cost and I'm a caregiver and I am blessed to be looking after my elderly parents. I started this podcast to remind ourselves that looking after those in need is a privilege. As unpaid caregivers, we need to have a voice. We need to be able to shout loud and be proud of our status. And caregiving has no age. People of all ages are caregivers. This is my way of supporting you all emotionally and practically with tools from other caregivers on how to find the joy in your situation and make amazing memories. So let's dive into this week's episode. Today I'm with Nicole Wilson. Now, Nicole is looking after her grandmother. She is the caregiver for her grandmother. And so, Nicole, tell us, what's the backstory um, for looking after your grandmother? Yeah, I was really happy um, that you asked me to do a podcast with you. I was really looking forward to being able to share um, our story and our personal experience, especially because now that I'm learning, there's so many other people my age um, that are going through this as well. So I'm 25 and I started really taking care of her probably six years ago or so. Um, she fell ill and just slowly started beginning to need more care, um, more assistance, like it's probably the norm as people start to age. So yeah, I'd say around like 86, 87, started assisting her to appointments and such, um, feeling her medications for, and then it progressed to having to move into my parents' home, um, recovering, which was great, and then moving back out on her own. And then again, falling ill and then eventually moving in with my husband and I. Um, so I had planned, we planned a long time ago to um, move her in our home. And that's something we talked about. We've been together. This year will be nine years. So he's been along, you know, for most of this ride. So it's something we planned together as a group. Um, but that's kind of how we've progressed to where we are now that she lives with me. So it's progressed to just basic needs to full-time care. Um, but I'm happy to help her do it. And I am her primary full-time caregiver. That's amazing. But I am just curious, your your parents presumably are yeah, around. For sure, that was a good question. Um, yes, yeah, so she has one son, my dad, and so he is 69 years old this year. Her, her daughter, so my mother, daughter-in-law, my mother, just turned 62. They are both still working um, full-time here. We're both, we all live in Florida. Um, neither of them are retired and um, don't plan to retire anytime soon and kind of can't. So it almost, in a way, fell to me. Um, my grandmother spent a lot of time raising us when we were younger because they were both um, in the workplace, always busy. So between if I wasn't in daycare, I was at her house. Um, and a lot of the responsibility of my sister and I fell to her because she chose to do so. Um, and for that, I was really thankful. And so as my parents got older and they're still caring for us and, you know, then we moved out, they don't have the financial capability, nor do they have the physical and mental capability kind of to be responsible for her. And I can, I can respect that and understand it. And I'm thankful that I was able to step up and take on the caregiving role. Um, and being a small family unit, you know, she only had one child to depend on as it is, because some people have multiple children, you know, they might all chip in. I have a few friends that that is how it works. Um, this one lady I am friends with, her mother had five children. So they take turns on the weekends, which is great. Um, but we don't really have that uh, luxury, which is okay. So that's kind of how it ended up specifically on me versus like my dad or my mother. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. So, now you are still working, aren't you? 
Yes, ma'am. I work part-time um, as a medical assistant in about 45 minutes from my hometown um, in pediatrics. And so I have worked there this year will be three years. I, it's actually my pediatrician that I grew up with. So that's been a really special thing. They know my grandmother personally, because like I said, she spent a lot of time, you know, doctor, dentist, school, whatever. Um, so when she really began needing the care, I was working three days a week because that's typically like a nurse schedule in our area, which is super nice because I spent the other two with her doing like appointments, visits, et cetera, just cleaning her house. So when she began to need more care, I approach them and let them know super understanding and I just work as needed now. And the rest of the time I stay home with her. That's fabulous. Yeah. And why does your grandmother need care? I know she's getting older. But yeah, this- for sure. Specifically, um, before it was just kind of the aging process, um, not having the physical capability safety wise to be in the home by herself without the risk of falling. Um, but last October, she actually had a stroke um, and that completely kind of took that, you know, living capability away from her. She can walk with assistance now, but she needs full assistance um, getting to the bathroom with, you know, making meals, house cleaning, laundering, et cetera. She can't do basic activities of daily living without assistance. So that was kind of the full, you know, that we had to make that full adjustment from living alone to living with somebody. And how is she doing? Is she still quite upbeat and and, and happy with, with everything? Yeah. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Very much so. I tell people, because I get similar questions um, pretty often, you know, from caregivers that come in the home, like through hospice, through home care, you know, friends. And I tell people all the time, I'm so grateful for her upbeat personality. She can be having like what we call like a bad day and just not feeling well, given her age, um, and still has a smile on her face. She tells my husband and I both, as well as my sister. My sister comes in and helps when she can. Um, You know, she comes and visits two, three times a week and then may stay a weekend here and there. But she expresses my grandmother repeatedly how grateful she is to live with us, um, how grateful she is that, you know, she gets to spend this time with us. Always thank you for something, asks politely. Like her, her demeanor is always really, really upbeat and sweet. And that makes it easy to take care of somebody when they're appreciative. That's incredible. So when you first took on this full time role, <laughs> and had your grandmother come to live with you Mm -hmm. was there any feeling that you ever had of resentment or why me is not fair Mm -hmm. or anything like that I definitely would not say resentment or why me it was more fear um just because like you know what did I get myself into can I handle this because like I said my husband and I had discussed it in the past but we discussed it more as kind of moving her gradually like maybe creating a mother-in-law suite outside our house or buying a camper um you know kind of like a gradual move but it turned into she needs help as soon as possible and cannot live alone and it was within a week or two we're like well we're in the hospital she's moving in next week like we didn't have furniture we didn't have her furniture we didn't have her things so that part was a little bit stressful and then adjusting to us personally having another person in the home and her adjusting to being in our home because it was never her home so there was definitely never resentment or why me? More fear, overwhelming, um, kind of some anxiety, a lot of overwhelming feelings, a lot of anxiety, but never resentment. Um, I'm really grateful, even on the hard days, to be able to take care of her. Yes, not that it's not hard and not that it's not overwhelming, but I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. So, but how did you deal with that? Did you, did you find help somewhere? Yes, I'm really glad you asked this question. Um, so I'm just going to probably feel that a little bit too much 
personally, but I have struggled, whether I realized it or not, with anxiety in um, the last five or six years. And I recently, within the last month, began seeing a therapist um, because I would be foolish for me to say that my grandmother moving in my home would have nothing to do with it. And I think, you know, with COVID, like it's affected so many people and just the life changes that we have all had to make in combination with me making a major life change exacerbated those symptoms and made things a lot worse. And I realized um, just from a few different scenarios in my house, whether it was getting upset, um, just not being able to have that energy to get up and, you know, do things that I needed to do. I realized I needed to seek help. And so I talked to my husband about it. Um, I found a therapist in my area and I do telehealth with her because it's easier than going into town. And it's been so helpful. I'm really, really glad that I did. And it's really made a big difference. That's the main thing I've done to kind of really uh, adjust to that. That's brilliant, actually. It's brilliant that you kind of recognized it and and dealt yeah. with it. So that's fantastic. So tell me, you must have fun with your grandmother. You, she sounds amazing. You've She's got so loads fun. of energy. So <laughs> I'm sure you must have a lot of fun. What do you do? You're at the beach I right do. now as I'm talking Yeah, to right you. now I'm at the beach. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Even before she lived with us, um, we had tons of fun growing up. One really fun thing that I enjoy doing with her is just kind of reminiscing on things. She has a little bit of dementia. Um, so there's naturally a lot of things she doesn't remember. And even though it can make me really sad, I also try and find joy in um, reliving like the fun things she used to do with my sister and I. We live near Springs um, in Florida. So it used to take us to the Springs all the time, to the zoo. She made up games. She has a great imagination, very creative. Taught me how to crochet, taught me how to do artwork, um, all kinds of garden. So gardening is one thing we still do now. Um, and I kind of get her involved by, we have a porch right outside where my garden's at. And I sit her on the porch with the dog. And she watches me, you know, and she's, it's her way of kind of being active. We'll do little potted plants and I'll bring the potted plants up on the porch. We'll do it together. Uh, we like to watch television. So that's something that's easy at her age and being so sedentary and tired. That's easy. We used to play board games all the time. I wish I could still do that with her. Gosh, what else? We talk and sing and um, just do all kinds of little things like that. that just make her happy. And she seems to enjoy. Like I said, we have a dog. So the pet brings a lot of joy to her and we play with the dog and she enjoys watching that. That sounds absolutely amazing. Actually, almost idyllic, I would say. But how do you look after yourself? What's your downtime like? What do you do? Okay, that's, again, a really good question. And that's something, for one, getting a therapist um, and going through therapy has been really helpful with. Um, What I learned, and it was really interesting, is she said people sometimes that have anxiety tend to spend too much time doing one thing and not enough doing the other. And she said, this is one thing, you know, that you're lacking in respectfully. She's like, you need to learn to spend more time um, doing things that are for you. And so one thing I do like to do, I've always been somebody to get my nails done and get them painted. And so I have a friend that comes and sits with her that I pay and I'll go do that. It takes about three hours. Um, so a little bit of time to myself. I love to read. Like I said, I love to garden. So those are things I can still do without her. I love to hang out with friends. I'm 25. So I feel like I'm still pretty young. Um, we go out for the weekend here and there. We're going next weekend, actually. I'm really looking forward to that, to Palm Beach. Um, we got to dinner. After she goes to bed, a normal night, my husband and I watch TV, play with the dog again, probably read. Um, when we get away from my grandmother and get out of the house just ourselves, we actually went to a rodeo last weekend. We love concerts. That's one thing we'll be glad that comes back when um, COVID, you know, is kind of calmed down. But and we're at the beach right now. We love the beach. We spend tons of time here if we can. That's uh, yeah, that's amazing, actually. I mean, obviously, you're blessed as well to have yes. most of the year. Oh, uh, yes, we love it. 
I won't live anywhere else. <laughs> so tell me, do you have any tips that you can give to other people who may be struggling a bit? I, I give this tip. Um, this is the first thing I thought of when you said that. And I give it in a cautionary way because I know it's easy. It's better said than done. But if you can, and I say this again, because I'm in several Facebook groups where the main struggle is they don't have time to themselves and the person cannot get out of the home. If you can find anybody, if you can afford to pay somebody separately, even for just an hour a week, that is an hour to yourself where you have a mental break. You know, there's local uh, social groups like networking where you could maybe find like a senior group where someone would be willing to come stay, a volunteer, maybe from a local school that could sit with your loved one just to be able to give you an opportunity to get out of the house and breathe. Personally, for me, when I can't get out of the house, because if my couple people I have that I call, if they're busy, you know, I'm, I, I can't leave. I like to just walk outside to take a few deep breaths. Um, if it gets a little overwhelming, stay organized. For me, the best thing that has been to, to stay organized, because in a way I have two schedules now. I have my own personal schedule and personal appointments and needs as well as her own. I have two calendars and I carry them everywhere. Um, before I made this appointment with you, I had to check mine and hers and make sure there was nothing else. The organization has helped the most. Try and keep a routine for your loved one. If this is a new thing for you that you haven't done before, um, start with simple things like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, incorporate things that they maybe like to do at home if they had to move, you know, into a lo new location and they're not in their own home anymore, similar to mine. I brought all her things, her personal things that I knew would maybe make the location more familiar to her. And I do think it helped. Um, and lastly, probably just find fun things that you can do together because I know everybody is different. Everyone's loved one is different. They're different health, different cultures, different experiences. Find something that they enjoy that you guys can do together to kind of take away the stress when you have to be the boss. You know, you're always on top of them. You're always having to say, don't do this, do that, especially when they do need a lot of help. Find something that you can enjoy together with them that makes you their granddaughter, grandson, friend, you know, dad, mom, whatever again. So that's what I would probably give the best advice that I could give. <laughs> that's wonderful, Nicole. Thank you so much for of that. Course. It's been brilliant that talking helpful. to you. And yeah. Uh, yeah, your advice. I love your energy. Your advice Thank is you. so, so great. So I wish I'm you glad. and your grandmother and your whole family well. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, if you like this episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. It really helps. See you next time.